Welcome to Behind the Line, where we pull back the curtain on the challenges facing first responders and frontline workers. The work you do is unique, and so are the stresses that go with it. Join me as we tackle key issues to reduce risks for burnout, and as we work to support you in doing the job you love without sacrificing being the kind of person you want to be. Hey there, and welcome back to Behind the Line. I'm your host, Lindsay Foss. If you're new to Behind the Line, what you should know about me is that I'm a clinical counselor specializing in trauma therapy, and after over a decade working with first responders and frontline workers around issues like burnout, compassion fatigue, PTSD, and related OSIs, I've become a passionate wellness advocate and educator for those who sacrifice so much for our communities out on the front lines. Behind the Line is a place for us to talk about the real-life behind-the-scenes challenges facing you on the front lines. I created this podcast with the hope of bringing easy access to skills for wellness, allowing you to find greater sustainability both on the job and off. We are into our third week of our May Minis series, and we are focusing on skills that can bring really quick wins in helping you to kind of like manage the stress and deal with the overwhelm and help your brain to do the work it needs to do to turn on the right things at the right times so that it can counterbalance your stress center. We've talked about some of these skills in the past and today we're actually talking about two skills that we have talked a little bit about before but not in a lot of detail and it's been a while. So I want to do a quick review. I also want to remind those of you who are listening on our podcast platforms that we are also doing this series as a video series that you can find on YouTube. So if you want to come hang out with me in my office, come and check it out on YouTube and you can see this as a video. All right, for today, we're focusing on two games that I play with clients all the time. If you are a client, you're going to know them. You probably just turn it off. You have already heard this spiel. But if you are not a client of mine, you may not have heard of these before. So the first one is called 54321. And the goal of it is to really help bring your body back into being present in a space or time. If we think about what happens when our stress center gets activated and when it gets activated on an ongoing basis, our brains, when they're in stress, lose track of a clock right? The part of our brain that does stress and trauma actually doesn't have a clock. It doesn't understand the concept of time. And so it can have difficulty knowing the difference between then and now. It's part of why when we experience things like flashbacks, we experience them as this like intrusive thing that makes it feel like the thing that happened past tense is happening again to us right now in this moment. It launches my body, my my physiology back into the sense as if it is experiencing this thing again. So my heart rate will get all crazy out of whack and I'll feel sweaty all over and I'll feel really tense. I might find that I have certain muscle groups that activate in given ways depending on what happened. So like if I was assaulted from a certain side, I might find that this side of my body kind of freezes up and tenses in anticipation of that. And it feels very not in our own control. Part of how we work to kind of counterbalance that is to train our brains in how to ground back to being present in this moment and how we help our brains kind of know the difference between then 
and now. And this is where skills like 54321 come in handy. They're also really, really helpful if you're ever out and about and you find that your stress kind of gets activated almost into like a panic attack or anxiety attack. People call them different things. Or if you ever feel like you're kind of spinning out, this happens for a lot of people when they're in public spaces where it feels really embarrassing um, and really hard to kind of regulate themselves. It also happens in moments where people feel triggered by stuff. So if you're ever like out and about and there's a trigger that prompts a memory, um, even if it's not a really clear or active memory, it just prompts a reaction and we can know that that's about something. Um, this can again be a really helpful activity that just brings us back into like what is happening right now rather than what has happened that's influencing this moment. Behind the Line is sponsored by Beating the Breaking Point. Beating the Breaking Point is a seven-part online training program designed specifically for first responders and frontline workers and tailored to fill the gaps in your training to support resilience and sustainability. Whether you're new to the work and wanting to cultivate tools to prevent burnout, compassion fatigue, and related concerns, or you are deep into your years on the job and have gone a few rounds with burnout and other mental health challenges, this program offers the foundational pieces you need to support personal and professional wellness for the long haul. You are a helper. You love your work and you sacrifice a lot. Investing in you and your sustainability is the best gift you can give yourself and those who lean on you. We make this program as risk-free as possible by offering a limited money back guarantee to ensure that it's a fit for you. If you enjoy Behind the Line, you are going to love this program. Google Beating the Breaking Point Lindsay and find everything you need to get started or use the link in the show notes. Now back to the episode. So 54321 goes like this. We're going to name five things that we see, five things that we hear, and five things that we feel. And by feel, what I mean is tactile touch, not emotional sensations. For right now, we're trying to move our bodies away from attending to our emotions so intensely because those emotions are being really provoked and prompted by whatever the trigger or the flashback or the whatever is. And so we're trying to kind of move away from that a little bit as our sole source of information. We're wanting to move more into our sensory capacities that help anchor us to what is happening right now, okay? So see, hear, touch. Those are the three things that we're doing, but we're trying to find five of each to start with. So as an example, in the room that I'm in, I might say things like, I see the microphone, I see my coffee, I see the pen on my table, I see my hair hanging down, I see the pillow by my leg. I hear the sound of my own voice, I hear the hum of my laptop fan. I hear some trucks that are unloading at the grocery store that's behind our offices. I can hear the ticking of a clock. And I can hear some kids giggling outside. Then I can say something like, I feel the weight of my glasses on my face, the tightness of my shoes on my feet, the weight of my body on my chair, my legs being crossed one over the other because I still like to think that I'm eight and can sit like this without it making me a disaster. And I can kind of feel like the kink in my neck from playing baseball yesterday, which is still kind of killing me. 
Okay, so I've done five things I see, five things I hear, five things I feel. Now we're gonna work it down. We're gonna do four of each, then three of each, then two of each, then one of each. In a perfect world, we are trying to change them up so that they're not repeated and the same. And the reason for that is because the part of your brain that knows what I have already identified and tracks how to know the difference between something I've already named and something I haven't yet is your prefrontal cortex. And if you've listened to the show before, you know how important your prefrontal cortex is. We are trying to work that muscle as hard as we can because that's what helps to train your brain to counterbalance your stress responses. So the more we make your prefrontal cortex work, the better job it's going to do for you. So we want to try to mix it up so that our prefrontal cortex is having to really work hard at keeping track of, oh, I already said the mic, so I need to come up with something different, okay? So for four things, I might say, you know, I see the rug on the floor, I see my green sweatshirt, I see the coat rack in the corner that you guys can't see. Um, and I see the gray chair that's behind and under me. Then I, hearing usually is one of the harder ones to mix up. So if you really can't, don't stress about it. Again, we're trying to move away from stress, not be more in stress. That's not helpful. So focus on things that can be repeated, but really just anchor to the sense and see if you can come up with others, right? So often when we're in quiet spaces, there are only so many noises one of the creative strategies that you can do to kind of like level this up a little bit, though, is to make noises. So I can hear the sound of my own breathing. I can hear me going like this with my hands, which is just rubbing them back and forth for those of you who are listening and not watching. I can tap my knees and I can snap my fingers right? Those are all sounds I can create to help mix that up a little bit. Or I could just name ones that I have already named. And then for things that I can feel, I feel my hands folded one over the other. I feel the warmth of my sweater. I feel my hair kind of against my face and my neck. And I feel the weight of my legs on my feet, which are making my feet kind of go numb and tingly because I'm old and shouldn't be sitting cross-legged anymore. So there's four, right? And so the goal is to move down. So five of each, five things I see, five things I hear, five things I feel, four, three, two, one. By the time I get all the way down to one, I pretty much have to be in this space because I've just named most of it. Right? It's orienting and forcing my brain to really focus on what is present tense rather than what has been past tense. Okay. I do a similar activity with clients when they experience panic attacks here in the room. Um, and so I make it a little bit easier, but I ask them questions that again, just force their prefrontal cortex to turn on and force them to find things in this room. So I'll say, tell me three things in this room that are purple. That's really easy because most of this room has purple things. Um, tell me two things in this room that start with the letter C. Tell me two things around us that are blue. Tell me one thing that your body is feeling that is tactile, right? So I try to prompt those same kinds of ideas because when their brains are shutting down, I can help prompt that. And it's amazing how quickly it adjusts. And people can move out of flashback or panic attack or whatever and into being back in their prefrontal cortex with that part of their brain turned back on. 
The other activity that I want to try to give you as something that you can use, and in really similar contexts, is what we were just discussing. So when you're out in public and you're in a space where you're having a flashback or a panic attack or just high stress and it feels dysregulated um, or disproportionate to a situation, this is another thing that you can use. It's called the alphabet game. And you can use this for all kinds of things. We also use this with kids all the time. I do this with my kids when we're bored in the car. Um, it's really just choosing a category. So one of the ones I often use with clients is fruits and vegetables, but it could be anything, right? Singers, songwriters, movie titles, song titles, like pick a thing. It doesn't matter. Choose it and run. Okay. And you're working from A to Z. So if we were to do fruits and vegetables, it might look like A for apple, B for banana, C for cantaloupe, D for dragon fruit. Can you tell that I have done this one a bunch of times? E for eggplant, F for fig, and you just keep going through the alphabet, okay? Here's the trick. If you get caught on a letter where you cannot find a word for that letter that is within the category that you've chosen, skip it and move on. The goal of this activity is not actually to find a word for each letter of the alphabet about that category. The goal is to help your brain turn back on, right? That prefrontal cortex thinking, labeling part of your brain. That's why this, this activity works is because the part of your brain that knows how to label stuff and organizes those labels is your prefrontal cortex. So we're asking that part of your brain to turn on more significantly by engaging in this activity, which forces energy to be shifted from your stress center back up to your prefrontal cortex to do this job, okay? If we are getting stressed out because I don't know a fruit or a vegetable that starts with the letter X, which, side note, I have Googled and there isn't one in almost any language that I have figured out. Um, if you cannot find a word for that letter, and you are getting stressed out about it, that is counter to the job we are trying to do right now. Let it go, skip it and move on. No one will know but you. You are not being graded on this. I say all of this because it is hilarious the number of times that clients have come back into my office after we've had a conversation about this activity and have ranted at me about how that stressed them out so much more than it helped. Don't stress out about letters. It's not important. The goal of the activity is to ground our bodies, get our brains back online, and give us the resources we need to carry about our day, okay? So there you go. Two really quick and easy activities that you can do. You can do them anywhere. You can do them with anyone. They're so, so easy to implement. Try them out and let me know how it goes. I would love to hear from you. If you want to reach out and connect, you can find me on social media, on Facebook and Instagram, at Lindsay A. Foss. Or you can shoot me an email at support at thrive-life.ca. I love hearing from you guys more than you know to hear about how you're doing with the things that we talk about here, how it looks to implement some of the pieces that we've discussed. So share it and let me know. I'd love to hear it. Also, I want to thank you guys so, so much for continuing to be such great advocates alongside me. I have watched you guys be such a huge proponent for how this resource is being taken into so many workplaces and is being used by so many people in such diverse workplace settings. We have nurses and doctors and social workers and corrections officers and firefighters and RCMP and police. We have military and fire and probation and so many people 
are making use of these materials. And what's amazing is your guys' stories have a lot in common, even though you do really different things. Because at the heart of it, your heart is to help in a world that's hurting. And you are making a difference every day, but it comes at a great amount of personal sacrifice. So thank you for contributing to giving some resources to the people that are needing it. I ask that you would continue to share this with others that you know on the front lines and continue to help us make this a movement. Thank you guys so much. And until next time, stay safe.